What's up, Buds? What's up? BJ, Oom, um, Daryl bring to you Buds Watch Wrestling. I'm BJ. Well, I'm Daryl, and this week we watched wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Some. All? Some. Almost all. I, know. I wish we could tell you what's happened last night for you, Buds, but... Because we're excited. It hasn't happened yet for yeah, us. For we're on the morning gear. of full gear. We're right. not quite yet. I know. I'm we so will talk about a couple changes to the card from what we uh, shared with you last week, buds. Yeah. But until then, we're going to start off, as always, with Monday Night Raw, brother, brother. Yeah, we are. One of only the two weekly as shows always. I didn't watch this week. Okay. Uh, I didn't watch Raw and I didn't watch SmackDown. Oh, I didn't watch this either. I didn't watch much. I Too much election shit. But um, I didn't even watch Dark this week because of that. We watched a little bit of it. We watched oh, a couple yeah. matches. That's right. We did watch it Wednesday. A couple matches. Yeah. Like two um, or three. Yeah. And I don't remember which one they were. Because <laughs> I was talking to you and not paying Rude. attention. Uh, Alright, but Monday Night Raw. Brother, brother. Live from the Thunderdome. Yep. Uh, Randy as Orton always. came to the ring. And as always. As always. <laughs> See, it's been him or Drew for yeah. the past, I don't know, two, three months. A couple months. But... Says that he's a legend, and it doesn't doesn't matter who he faces next. He don't give a shit. Right. And then Alexa Bliss came down to the ring. Uh, with her, yeah, her new eyes and her new eyes and face and stuff and. Oh, she's got her gloves. One says pain, and one says play. And she holds up the paint. The pain one. Um, and then... The, it looks like The Fiend's going to show up. And then McIntyre just comes down. And Claymore kicks Orton. And The Miz sees this as a opportunity. opportunity and yeah. he comes down and teases the cash-in. But before he can, uh, McIntyre. Claymore kicks him. It's like, nope. I'm going to beat Randy for this title. So I think uh, <clears throat> they should have McIntyre beat Miz for the money in the bank instead. And then have him cash in on Orton after Orton beats the next guy. That would be dope. To take it back. Like for yeah. whoever. Yeah. I doubt someone loses it to Orton. Or wins it from Orton just to lose it to McIntyre. But they've done it before. Mm-hmm. They could. Daniel Bryan's still on the roster. It's true. I think he's on SmackDown now. Right. But that doesn't matter. It's WWE. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, we got a guitar and a pole match. Oh, God. I did hear about this from Simon. Yeah. This sounded pretty bad. Yeah. Jeff Hardy won. Almost anything on a pole match. Yeah, anymore. Who cares? So I saw the end of this. I did see the end of it on probably Reddit, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Jeff hit him with the guitar, it didn't fucking break. And then yeah. they didn't catch the fucking camera shot when he hit him the second time. There, he wasn't on camera, so you didn't actually see him break the guitar. We didn't get the fucking payoff. <sighs> Way to go, WWE! Good job. Good you had job. one job. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then we got a women's tag team championship match. Mm -hmm. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke apparently got number one contenders. Obviously, somehow, and they're, they're taking one. on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Indeed. And Nia Jackson and Sandy Basler won. Mm -hmm. and, of course, they retained. Yeah. Um, and they powerbomb Lana through a table. Not yet. I think that's later. Oh, okay. They do. 
I didn't actually know if they did or not this week. I just assumed they did because that's what they do every week. Yeah, they totally did. That's Lana happening. Was, that's happening until at least Survivor Series. Yeah. Lana was there. Oh yeah, and it's gonna happen at. I think it's gonna happen at Survivor Series. I think at Survivor Series, Lana puts one of them through a table. I think at Survivor Series, Lana does like she did in the Battle Royal and is the sole fucking survivor. And then they put her through the table. No, they put her through a table. She's out like the whole match. She comes back and everyone gets eliminated. <clears throat> it's down to one person on SmackDown and her, and she fucking wins. Rolled out of nowhere. Yep. My prediction right in me out. I like it. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Um, there's more Randy Orton stuff. Oh, and then our truth is going to take on Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Lashley wins. Obviously. I don't, it wasn't for the title. No, it was a non-title match. Um, either. That's title. always on defense. Right. Except not now. It's so fucking dumb. They get rid of yeah. this dumbbell. But Gulak came out and pinned our truth after um, the Hurt Lock. Yep. And now he's your new 24-7 champion. Mm-hmm. For now. Yeah. You both know how this goes already. Uh, Lucha House Party runs into AJ and their dude, that big guy, Jordan. They're not fighting anymore? Yeah, apparently. I thought they were going to feud with each other. What happened with that? They're cool now, apparently. Yeah. I don't remember that. Nope. No one else does either. Oh, okay. It's not just me. I thought it was just those one of me deals that I'm not knowing what the fuck's going on because I don't watch every week. Right. All right, fair enough then. Because shit just happens. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, there's some, <clears throat> apparently Nia's trying to get Lana off. Yeah, off she is. Team, off, <laughs> she's trying to get Lana <laughs> off team Raw for Survivor Series. And oh, okay. by the end of the night, she's going to do it. That's what she's saying. I would want Lana on my team. Lana's the best. Lana number one. Yeah. Um, AJ came to the ring. Okay. With his, with Jordan. And, um. I want to hear Jordan's voice. Yeah. I want to hear what that dude sounds like when he talks. Because you imagine he's got like a deep booming voice because right. he's a big motherfucker. Right. But probably not. It'd be funny if it was real high pitch. He sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not super high pitch, but he sounds like me. Like it's yeah. like my cadence, my tone, my pitch, whatever you want right. to call it. Um, It is me. Yeah. Like they just dub my voice over his mouth movements. He lip syncs to me. Oh, AJ, and then AJ says he's the champion, or the, not the champion, the uh, leader oh. of Team Raw. He's phenomenal. Or so Captain, Captain Styles. Captain Styles. Captain, um, Captain Styles. Captain, Captain. Um, Captain and then Rich. Keith Lee and Seamus come down, because they're the other people on the team so far. Okay. And I'm glad you said that, because I didn't remember that and wasn't sure why they were coming down, so yeah. thank you. And then Braun comes down to Braun! And then we're going to get a meaty men triple threat. Yes. With Sheamus and Keith Lee and Braun Strowman. Sheamus is going to win this. Um, no, Braun won. Oh. Over Sheamus. Fair enough. So once again, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. This protects him, dude. Yeah. He can't beat anybody. He's obviously a superstar. He can't win a match. Yeah. He can't lose a match either. He's not even good enough to lose. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Oh, that was the deal. Braun wanted to be on the team. And they're like, okay, you can be on the team if you beat those two. 
And that's how that happened. And of course he did, because mm-hmm. Braun. Braun! What else are they going to do with Strowman? Yeah. They killed this guy a while ago. He's Right. Whatever. <coughs> um, he needs to go away for a while and come back different. Yeah. And if they don't believe us that it works, look at fucking Roman Reigns. Right. Right. Uh, I think we got the Firefly Funhouse next. Yay! Which was Tongue fucking melting. hilarious. This one was all about cursing. Because Abby the Witch drops an F-bomb. Yeah, she did. She needed uh She's got a dirty mouth. Quarter, put a quarter in the... Cuss jar. Cuss jar. And pretty much everyone ends up cussing because... Yeah. And Alexa's tongue is like two foot long because she can do a trick now. Which was fucking creepy. You know what it was, though? It was a fucking... It had to have been. It was a cherry airhead. That's what it seemed like was a piece of an airhead that had yeah. been in her mouth for like a long fucking time. Right. Yeah. It's just rattles. So, yep, I hear. Um, whatever. Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans or something. Why the fuck did they break the Iconics up just to put Peyton Royce in the tag team with somebody else? No. There was no feud. There was no fighting. There was nothing. Like no payoff for it. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. God damn it, WWE. So, okay. so This is why we can't have nice things. So, I don't know. And then, um, Naya, so this is, so I guess Naya's taking on Lana, and if Naya wins, Lana's off the team. Okay. And so Naya won. Okay. And then they put her through the table. Gotcha. Seven weeks in a row. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, How many weeks do you think it goes to total? Like, if we're at seven now... I'd like it to hit ten. At least get to double digits, yeah. 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 At this point, you've already you've already committed, like, paid off. Right. Fuck yeah. Um, Don't make this like Emelina. Don't make this like I'll read everything Eva Marie. Right. Keep going. That you just get to the point of pay off and then do away with it. And pay this one off, please. I want it to go 20 times, personally. I want 20 weeks in a row, she gets put through a fucking table. Before she finally breaks the streak. And then, like, the next week after, the first week after, she goes through the table again. So there's only one week in between. That would be excellent. Where they need to start doing something different. Like, one week off. And then something else. And then you start hitting her with a chair every week. Or a kendo stick. Or, I don't know. Throwing her off a ladder. Somehow. Somehow. Hitting her with a baseball bat. Something. Or a guitar. <clears throat> Elias is singing in the ring. Elias and Lana start hanging out together. And then Nia Jax keeps coming down and seeing Elias' guitar and hitting Lana. <laughs> we didn't want him. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And Elias is just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we get a VIP lounge next mm-hmm. where um, MVP says, well, we got the US title. Now we want the tag titles. Why wouldn't so? We're taking those. So shut, yeah. Shelton and Cedric uh, are going to face the new day. New day, not for the titles. This is non-title, and they win too. So (coughs) are setting up a post-Survivor Series feud here, mm -hmm. and I like it too. Or maybe the titles change beforehand, and we have a different. They're keeping New Day and Street Profits away from each other. Oh, that would be fun. So, uh, Nikki Cross runs into Alexa Bliss and is kind of 
creeped out. Creeped out by it. Yeah. Oh, get this. Ricochet took on Tucker. Tucker didn't look like Tucker. He just kind of... Yeah, he looked like a dude. Right. Yeah. And this was pretty much a squash match. Yes, it was. It was fucking stupid. Yep. Okay. And then Retribution comes out afterwards and beats both of them up. Right, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't think it actually is on the show, but Ali does make sense of it. So, like, he likes Otis, and that's what it is. Like, back in the day when he was the hacker, he went after the whole, trying to get him and Mandy together. And then, um, he now said the same he's thing as us. Fuck that Tucker. <coughs> right? That fucker. fucker Tucker. Yeah, fucky Tucky. Fucky Tucky, fucker Tucker. Um, all right. And I think this is our main event. Boot, boot. Uh, two on one handicap match. Miz and John Morrison taking on Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre wins. Yeah, yeah. And then Randy Orton shows up with an RKO out of nowhere. And then you can hear the fiend laughing, and that's the end of the show. Monday Night Raw, brother, brother. <coughs> so. There was. Yeah, I think we're building to a triple threat here, maybe. I don't know. Fatal Four Way. Not a very good episode, but at least it didn't seem like it was four days long like most Raws do. At least right. it seemed like they only had a handful of segments and, and tried to. Keep it to a couple main points. Beats. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, That will move on to the other Monday night show, Ring of Honor, where we've got the finals of the Pure Tournament. And I got to say, in kind of a double disappointment, the first being Jonathan Gresham ends up Mm -hmm. getting the victory over Tracy Williams. And you buds know how much me and BJ have been cheering for hot sauce through this. Right. If you don't, you can check that out for free in the Bud Kives. Every episode of the podcast is free 99. Free 99. Um, but the second disappointment is after how fucking amazing the finals of each blocks were. Mm-hmm. The finals of the tournament was... Yeah. The match was good. It was it a was really good, good match, just... but the ending was kind of a letdown. Yeah. And you kind of saw it coming. Right. Way too early. Yeah, the story told itself yeah. like so easily. And so, there was just here's no... my problem, is Daryl over there, like, you know, pushed this tournament to me. Watched any of it, and I'm like, okay, I'll finally watch the finals. It'll be one great match, and yeah, it needed I will to go say, good. I will say the first like three quarters <coughs> of that match was on par to be what it should have been. Yeah, like I was on the edge of my seat. I thought Hot Sauce was going to win it two mm-hmm. or three times, but yeah. then like instantly, it's like, oh no, they're right. doing exactly what I thought they were doing from the beginning, and right. it's been obvious and. Yeah, and then it, I suspended and my then it went too quick. Yeah, and then it was like, bam, wham, bam, thank you, man. Right, because, like, he used one rope break, and then he used, like, two, three rope break, and then then it was over. And I'm like, dude. And what sucked is they gave the hour a ma- the match an hour, but it only had, like, 15 minutes of TV yeah. time, and there was only one other fucking match on the show, and it's right. an hour long. Right. With commercials, you had 45 minutes easy that you could have gave them 45 minutes to tell the story proper. Right. But I don't know. Like, they had to rush the whole ending of it. Yeah, and it just took away from what they did early. To me, the ending should have went on a lot longer. Like after the third rope break, the build to get like, there was great. But once yeah. they got to the ending, like they it went, rushed. it just boom, 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 pow, done. Right, and it should have been. And I'm like, man, this isn't a Friday night with my wife. This is this is a right. fucking wrestling match. So we don't need to be in a rush here. Let's right. uh, slow it down. Like. 
he should have gone for the ropes. Because it's not a disqualification if they go to the ropes. It just does nothing. It just does nothing. It does nothing. In fact, Hot Sauce won one of his, I'm pretty sure it was Hot Sauce, won one Mm -hmm. of his matches with the dude in the fucking ropes. Nice. Because that was his strategy the whole tournament was make them use their fucking rope breaks so then they can't fucking rope, whether it's a pin or whatever. Because if you put your foot on the rope to break a pin, they count that as one of your rope breaks. It was fantastic. Yeah. And all that build to just fucking blow their load in like 25 seconds. Right. At the end of the match. Yeah. Yeah, they should have. Like, he should have had two or three times where he made it to the ropes in the submission and had to, like, pull himself outside of the ring. Or or, something. At least once. Right. (coughs) Yeah. No. But, you know, it could have been worse, honestly. And it's the first thing that's ever got me interested in Ring of Honor since I got back into wrestling in 2013. So I'm thinking that's saying something. Yeah, because in tw- well in 2013 that's right after everybody left Ring yeah. of Honor. That was pretty much right. I got in just a little too late. But that will move on to Impact. Um, I'm not going to yeah. go through like as as detailed as we do other shows. But we did start off with a rematch of the Ground Bound for Glory Knockouts Championship match between Sue Young and uh, Deanna Deanna Perrazzo. Um, nah. Peraza won, but it was via disqualification, so mm-hmm. it was whatever. Um, this wasn't like this wasn't about the match. This wasn't about them having a good match like they had at the pay per view. Because honestly, I thought their yeah. match at the pay per view was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Just, uh, no, this was about just setting up another. Yeah. Showdown match profile, like match setup, whatever, mm-hmm. for them to have another match at probably turning point. Yeah, I think. That's Which is later this month in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, After that, we had Trey Miguel take on Chris Bay. Um, and, dude, it was a fucking huge cutter that finished that match off. It was beautiful. I'd recommend at least checking out a gif of it, bud. Nice. But, yeah, Chris Bay won the big cutter over Miguel. But other than that, the match was just so-so. I mean, it was a TV match. Uh, we had locker room talk. With Jordan Grace and Tennille Dashwood, mm-hmm. and uh, what like seemed like this was supposed to be like uh, Jordan Grace and Tennille Dashwood teaming up for this like tag team tournament that they're mm-hmm. gonna have for the new knockouts, the new old knockouts tag team t- titles. Right. It actually became Tennille Dashwood talking Madison Rain into becoming a tag team for the tournament. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to have Tanel Dashwood and Madison Rain are going to be a tag team in this tournament coming nice. up, apparently. Um, but well done as far as a backstage segment. Um, some of Jordan Grace's facial expressions were a little off-putting. They didn't, I don't know, fit, like, the situation, what was going on. Yeah. But the rest of it was gold. Like, I thought it was just a really well-done segment. Johnny Swinger was excellent as he's always. Yeah. In ring, he's not so good. No. Um... After that, we had the Defeat Rohit Challenge for the X-Division Champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJP ex- uh, accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, Guess he lost. They didn't have the match here. They're going to have the match at the at the Uh-oh. pay-per-view, I'm guessing, at Turning Point. Uh-oh. This was just him accepting it for the... It wasn't for like an open challenge right now. It was for an open challenge. Uh-oh. But TJP's like whole thing was like, I've done everything. I've been... I've been cruiserweight champion. I've been, you know, whatever. I've already held the X Division Championship, blah, 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 blah. So, okay. Yeah, but it was a good promo in ring. Um, and he wants to, to get it. So, and I think they, 
I think they added a stipulation, but I don't remember what it was. But for some reason, I want to say they put a stipulation on it. Okay. Uh, after that, we had a one-on-one match between Big LG, Doc Gallows, and All Ego Ethan Page. And this was obviously building... It's going to build up to a tag team championship match between these two mm-hmm. tag teams. Uh, Gallows won. It was, again, kind of the theme of this show. It was an okay match on TV, so nice. there you go. The fucking TNA World Champion. Was Vader's, Anderson there? What's that? Was Anderson there? Yeah, they were ringside. Both guys were ringside. Their partners were ringside. They had on their new shirts. Mm-hmm. That is, did he have marker on his face? No. Okay. <laughs> no, he did not. Uh, so Moose addressed Rich Swan um, and the Impact fans, and he basically was like talking about how he beat Rob Van Dam and Ken Shamrock and EC3, and now everybody's talking about Rich Swan and he wants to beat Rich Swan. Um, and then he beat up Willie Mack. Oh, so who is this? Moose. Moose. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then we got Johnny Swinger versus Cody Deaner, and all I know about that is that Johnny Swinger won. Okay. Uh, there didn't seem to be any story or build. It just seemed like they had a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then most of the show, or at least the the non-wrestling clips of the show where we've had our wrestling house and shit, was Tommy Dreamer dressed up as like Sherlock Holmes investigating who shot Johnny Bravo. Nice. Um, he, yeah, I heard uh, he was gold in this. Yeah, he did some questioning of Taya, of Rosemary, of the Father James Mitchell guy, of Havoc. Mm-hmm. Um... Nothing nothing conclusive came to it, but all the segments were great. They were well done. Nice. And then our main event. Main event. We had Rich Swan and Eddie Edwards taking on Eric Young and Sammy Callahan. Okay. And uh, Sammy Callahan and uh, Young ended up picking up the victory because Rich Swan interjected himself. And, yeah, Callahan got the pin over Eddie Edwards. Nice. So the champion was not involved, um, which is kind of what you expected in this tag team match. Right. Right. And, um... Yeah, it's kind of what it's going. So that's what they're setting up here. So that's Fallout from Bound from Glory, setting up for the next show, which is the... I already forgot the name of it again. Turning Point. Turning Point, yes, which is November 14th, it said. I did see that scrolling through the results here somewhere. So November 14th. That's a week from today. Yeah, a week from today. A week from yesterday for you buds out there. Or six days. And with that, we'll move on to recap of uh, uh, AEW Dark. Yeah. Uh, we started off with Bishop King taking on Darby Allen. Yes. Yeah. Our Darby Allen one, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Layla Hirsch and Elena Black teamed up to take on Brandy Rhodes and Red Velvet. Rhodes and Velvet won. Yeah. We saw part of this. Mm-hmm. And then Danny Lime- Limelight and Casey Navarro took on the Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express won. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Ryzen took on Frankie Kazarian. We saw this. Frankie Kazarian won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a good match. I like Ryzen. I, I do too. Gets more. The fucking best was commentary during this. Yes. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> they were just making fun of Triple H's old name, Tara Ryzen. Yeah, the whole and time. It was fucking <laughs> fantastic. Uh, to be fair, that was a pretty shitty, shitty gimmick that they stuck Triple H with back in the day. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I don't blame them. I'm sure Triple H makes fun of it still right. once in a while. Uh, Could be worse. It could have been Isaac Yank. Yeah. <laughs> or the Ding Dongs. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Dave Dutra took on Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks won because mm-hmm. he's absolute. <clears throat> and then I like how like recently. 
Ricky Starks, he'll have a match, like, whenever on the show, and then he just, he's then he goes straight to commentary after his match, yeah. and he stays on commentary That's what he the rest yep. of the show, and That's what I he does. love it. Uh, Sean Maluda and Alex Chamberlain took teamed up to take on Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. won? Mm-hmm. I figure if he's won a match now, I can know his name, so. Yeah, yeah. Plus, that joke's getting old, so. Right, it is. <laughs> um... I was going to say something, but I figured you'd get there yeah. soon enough. I was done with it. It's been a few week. weeks. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. We didn't say it last week. Didn't you? We didn't do it. Mm. I don't think so. I thought we did. I don't, I don't think know. we did. Uh, but after the match, Lance Archer shows up and beats the fuck out of everybody. And everybody does. Yeah. And Jake Roberts loved it as always. He did. It was great. I don't think he enjoys anything more than watching Lance Archer beat people up these oh, days. Yeah. It's what keeps him sober. Keeps as long him. as I can watch this motherfucker beat people up, I don't need to drink. Yeah. I concur with that statement. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't either. Well, Although that's not the only thing that needs me so Right. <laughs> that would be... Aaron Solo and Angel Fashion teamed up against Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. And Solo a- won. No, Anthony oh. Bowens and Max Caster won. Fair enough. And then that was a toss-up. VSK took on five. And five what? Yep. Of she did. Dark Order. Yep. And then the Butcher and the Blade teamed up against Jersey Muscle. Butcher and Blade won. And D3 took on Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs won. Willie Hobbs. Super quickly. Super quick Willie Hobbs. Uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson took on Nick Camarado and Baron Black. Dark Order won. Of course. And John Silver, Colt Cabana, and Ten took on Sean Dean, Cesar Bononi, and Fuego Del Sol. Dark Order also won this, Mm -hmm. because that's what we do. And then... This wasn't the main event. Oh, it should have been. They fucked up. Laid Tapa took on Kylan King. Kylan King won? Yeah. Uh, Chaos Project took on Private Party. Private Party won? Mm Mm-hmm. And then main event. Main event! Sammy Guevara oh, taking yeah. on Lee Johnson. Yeah, they fucked up. Sammy Guevara won. Yeah. Dark Order should have been main event. Yeah. John Silver should always be your dark main event. Yeah. With that, we'll move on to AEW Dynamite Creeper Creeper. Creeper Creeper. I watched it with BJ. It was a pretty good episode again. Yeah, it was. Not the best, not the worst. No. Uh, Somewhere in the middle. Right. We started off with Jericho and Hager and uh, Santana. Yes. Um, yeah, Ortiz was in the match. Right. Yeah. And talking about, yeah, the match and whatever. Yep. And then we get the match. MJF and Well, Wardlow. Jericho went to commentary. Oh, yeah, Jericho yeah. went to commentary. And then we got the match. And then MJF and Wardlow <clears throat> took on Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. MJF and Wardlow won. Yeah, they did. Because, of course, they did. Mm-hmm. And then after the match, MJF attacked Jericho at commentary instead right. of just, you know, leaving. Well, and it was because Matt Hardy was dressed up as Serpentico. Yeah, that's right. And, and he interfered. Yeah. I forgot about that. And he interfered because of Sammy. Yeah. What was... Oh, um, on this week's AEW podcast, I thought it was pretty cool that um, he, that Tony Khan tried to get David Arquette yeah. For the Peter Avalon spot in the, uh, what did they call that? The town hall Q&A or whatever, whatever the fuck it was. Right? Yeah. That would have been cool. That would have been hilarious. 
Um, yeah, and then after the match, MJF speared Jericho mm-hmm. through table. Yep. It was great. It was good. Um, then we had, oh, Tony Giovanni at Kenny's house. Uh, no, this wasn't Kenny's house. Kenny, in fact, made it a point to mention this wasn't his house. In fact, this isn't even my dog. Oh, yeah, that's right. Two, but he's, he's staying in, Jer- in Jacksonville with someone. And apparently, well, from what I've seen, and I actually had it for news and rumors, but it fits uh-huh. here, is there was a pitcher beside Omega. Uh-huh. And the pitcher is apparently, was apparently of Kenny Omega's uncle, who was, I don't know oh, how, okay. but somehow involved with the Winnipeg scene back in the day uh-huh. and with Don Callis. Okay. Apparently, it was those two guys together in the pitcher. So rumors were maybe this was his uncle's place. Okay. Or Don's place. Or Don's place. But rumors... Maybe rumors I saw said it was his uncle's place. Maybe it's They were rumors place. from unconfirmed sources. Right. And I've been to your place and confirmed that that's not your place. Could be. It could be, but it's not. Kenny's there. Yeah. Hanging out with my dog. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yeah, it was a good interview, though. It was. was just talking about the match and mm-hmm. how he kind of knew it was going to be him and Hangman when they announced it, but it doesn't matter who it is. He's going to be the champion as he was destined to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. Uh, the best man, Miro, took on Trent next. This was a much better match for Miro. Yeah. Miro looked much better. I would have um, liked to have seen a new finisher for Miro, I will say. Mm-hmm. Camel Clutch is a little outdated. Yeah. It's, he needs, as big and strong as he is, he needs like a high impact, a fucking right. something. Well, I like the Moshka kick into that. He needs something. But, yeah, that's what he ends up winning with. There's some shenanigans in between here. He needs the, like, the Pearl River plunge into, into the camel clutch. There we go. Like an Ahmed Johnson style. Like, yeah. That was a dope finisher. Um, so wasn't that like the pump handle into the power bomb? Yeah, I think. Isn't yeah. that what Ahmed did? You should do. I don't know. That's dumb. the razor's edge into the figure four. I still can't believe to this day nobody does the fucking razor's edge. Scott Hall must have that trademark on fucking lockdown or something. Right. Like not just the name, but the move because right. like. That was, like, always one of the coolest finishers when oh, yeah. I was a kid. I don't know how nobody does that no to Scott Hall. Right. Because that would be, like, one of that. Like, I would that would be my first thing. Like, if I met Scott Hall and I was a wrestler, like, can I use the Razor's Edge as my finisher? Like, that would be the first thing I would want to know. And if he's not right. cool with it, like, then can I just use it as a signature to set up my finisher? Well, no. Because I just want to do the Razor's That's Edge. Worse. Well, if I, as long as I do it as a, my submission, as long as my finisher is a submission, it's not oh, worse. Yeah. yeah. And that's how I'd have to do it. Right. Razor's edge him into a cross-faced chicken wing. Pay no to Bob Backlund and a razor around. Yeah. Twofers. Um, let's see. Then we get the hangman side of the story. Yes. This was fucking sad. Him and JR. Yeah. JR telling somebody to drink in moderation. Right. It's sad. When he works, when he's been drinking at work. <laughs> so, whatever. Um... really good um especially when he said because that yeah that was here where he was uh you know i was in the finals 
the AEW World Heavy first World Heavyweight Championship mm-hmm. and and no one believed in me and they were right. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, that was sad. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Um I'm excited to see this match though. This is the second most stoked I am for anything on the card for full gear is this match. Oh yeah, for this sure. This is an easy number two. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. When your world title means something, the matches for the world title and the number one contender for the world title. Are those p- matches people are most so <laughs> right. right? Imagine that. Anyway. Uh, we got an FTR Bucks promo package. And, yeah, that happened. Right. And then Tease ta- ta- Tam. T- Team Taz comes out and says a hell of a fucking promo segment both fucking Starks and Taz yeah Cage said three words I think right absolutely right yeah or something like that but that it was it was horse shit that they're uh they're not on the card you know Cage is ranked number one and he's not on the card Starks has won ten of his last eleven matches and he's not even ranked it's horse shit and yeah and uh, but he and he promises that there is going to be a full gear or a pre- their presence at full gear. Yes, so good. So we'll see what they do. They're going to get involved mm-hmm. somewhere along the line. Yeah, they did bring up Cody, so maybe it's. I just hope it's not Kingston and Moxley. Like I don't want that to be yeah. the reason Moxley retains is because Taz or, oh, or Cage or somebody sucks. gets involved. Like anything but that. I want that match to go and be clean, regardless yeah. of how they finish it. Right. Whether it's Mox or Kingston. Right. Because you got to move on after this if Kingston loses. You absolutely oh, yeah. have to if he loses two in a row. Right. For sure. So, we'll see there. Um, we get Private Party versus the Young Bucks next. I'll be honest. This match didn't hold my attention like I expected it to yeah. after the fucking... If you remember, I think... It, it, I could be wrong, but I think they fought on the very first Dynamite as part of the tag team tournament mm-hmm. for the titles when the Young Bucks yeah. lost, surprisingly lost. Right. So I was expecting big, big things from this rematch, and it just... I, I guess maybe because of my expectations were too high, I didn't live up to mm-hmm. them, and so I kind of skimmed through it as we watched it. But, yeah, I was... Just, I don't know. Right. Young Bucks won, obviously. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I mean, they're having a tag team championship match, so right. of course they're going to win. And then they got attacked by um, FTR mm-hmm. after the match. And the first person out for the save was fucking Hangman Page yeah, with his drink was. still in his fucking hand. Yeah, he was. Which was both amazing and sad at the same time because right. he still has, he couldn't even set his drink down to go save his friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kenny shows up as well. And it is good whiskey. Yeah, they end up fist bumping. Every, page too, so. I gotta tell you, buds, now though, since I've started like getting into impact a bit more, and now that especially since I've been watching it again since the G1's been over, and I've gotten mm-hmm. back into watching impact, um, every time I see Hangman with his whiskey, I, I imagine it's Doc and Anderson's whiskey, their new whiskey. Nice. That you can get at, I think, shopimpact.com or whatever the yeah. fuck their site is. It makes sense, though. Along with their new t shirts. Right. Well, Hangman said, though, he's only met Gallows, like, once. <clears throat> so I've heard him say that. He could still have. Right. And his Hangman name comes from Gallows. Right. Because yeah, I've only met I heard that on... Did we meet Gallows? No, I've never met Gallows, too. It was a joke. 
I've never met Gallows. I've, met a, lot, to, I've met a lot of wrestlers, but I've not met Gallows or Anderson. No. I was trying anybody. to think if we... In know. fact, I don't think we've met anybody Bullet Club. No. Uh, no. But anyway. Um, we were, we've been close to a lot of people in the Bullet Club. Right. Like on the stage and stuff. But, yeah. Uh, but we were... We like, had Cody socks. And we saw, like, I mean, literally, Hangman Page about as far as far from us as we are from each other right now. Right. You know, social distancing. Right. We're not sitting on each other's laps or anything, in case you're wondering, but... No. You go back in the bud kives we were. Maybe, yeah. Pre-pandemic. But, <laughs> but we separate and stay responsibly <laughs> socially distant. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, up next was one of the best things ever. I mean, I don't even know. Like, how do you say it other than that? It was. It, this was like just amazing. I, I mean, if you watch Simon, how he says like Kingston and Mo- like Kingston and Moxley don't know wrestling is not real, and this shit was amazing. Like. Moxley saying like look I know your mom like you know she's made me cookies like, actually what kind of intrigued know. me a little bit that I've been specifically waiting for this point to talk to you mm-hmm. about because I didn't want to taint the discussion yeah is it just me or does it kind of feel like from that promo they're trying to do a bit of a turn here and make Kingston seem like the face and Moxley seem like the hill like is that what Oh, I felt it, yeah. You felt that, too? Because, like, Moxley started yeah. going after his mom, and, like, right. Kingston, like, normally in a situation where the two guys can't touch, the face is the one who's so angry at the hill mm-hmm. that, like, I want to kill you right fucking now, right. but I know I can't because the title means so much. It's so much more important than mm-hmm. hurting you, but God, I want to fucking destroy you. And that was yeah. Kingston, and it was fucking except was. way better than even, I just did it. Like, right. like he could 70 million look. times. He couldn't even talk, dude. Right. He couldn't look at Moxley because he knew if he just looked at him, he, he was going to fucking break him. him. It was so good. I cannot <coughs> wait for this match, dude. I cannot yeah. fucking wait for this match. Yeah. Like, it's so great tonight. I hope you buds enjoyed this last night. Yeah. Because... Like, God damn, I'm so stoked. Yeah. Like I and if Kingston wins, I just It's gonna be even even better. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um oh he's back. Back again. Pac is Guess back. Guess who's back? Seven um, Pox. Which is a yeah, Seven he Pox, had a, seven yeah. Pox, seven Pox, seven Pox. Was it seven? I don't know, but there was a fucking lot. Yeah, he's going crazy basically. Yeah, he's been in quarantine by himself. Which has been debunked though. Yeah, I saw that. He lied. Well, duh. He, someone saw him at the grocery Actually, store. Actually, I was gonna, I almost responded to ask, like, did you see Pac at the grocery store, or did you see the guy that plays Pac at the grocery store? Because I don't know if he's one of those people that stays in character 24-7 or not. Right. I don't see him out of character ever, but I don't know how he is if you no, run into the dude Pac's at the grocery Pac. store. I don't think Pac's a character. I think, I think he's fucking nuts, dude. I mean, more like the assholeness of just he would be a prick to people in public. I don't know if he's like that or not. I think Pac is Pac, dude. I don't know, man. <laughs> Pac just seems Because Neville, like, like, to see how he was as Neville, he wasn't like that when he was a face. Like, he didn't strike you as, like, being a dick. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's what I'm saying, though. I don't know if Pac's Pac or if Pac's playing <coughs> right. a character. That is Pac. Right. Anyway. Um, I've never seen him at the grocery store, so I don't know. Yeah. So... Alex Marvez was talking to the Natural Nightmares and 
letting them know that they get the <laughs> they're gonna face the butcher and the blade next week. Yeah, and, and then the butcher and the blade jump them. Yeah. Like immediately, and then well, no, Allie comes Allie first comes and says all your credit cards are maxed out and throws them in yeah. uh, QT's face, and right. then they get jumped yep. by Butcher and Blade, which like I both I enjoyed it and I kind of hated it at the same time because it just felt like oh shit, we need a reason for this to make sense. Okay, let's just do this go, <laughs> and they did mm-hmm. it, and that's all they had. But I still loved it at the same fucking time. Mm-hmm. That's great. It was good. Uh, Nyla Rose took on Red Velvet. And won handily. Yeah. yeah. It was a fairly quick match. Yeah, and then uh, Vicky was talking shit about Brandy and Red Velvet afterwards. And she called she called Brandy the chief bullshit officer, which was pretty good. I will say, the only thing that struck me out about that was that she's about to have a match for the championship, and then she cut a promo against somebody who wasn't the champion. Yeah. I thought that was a little odd and a wasted opportunity to build a match that's had no build. Yeah. Well, and so did, instead of building the match, it's... Well, they did kind of... She did go to Sheeta after, right after that. I think the whole thing should have been focused on Sheeta. Yeah. That match seemed like an afterthought. Yeah. It's felt like that way the whole time. And in fact, most of the stuff in the women's division feels like an afterthought anymore. It sucks. Right. There's some talented women on this roster. Yeah. I know they're not in America right now, but... I feel so bad for like Sheeta and Britt Baker and mm-hmm. in particular those two. They don't have anybody to work mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Um then let's see, is this her main event? Main event. Main event. Uh the Gun Club, which is Austin and Billy Gunn teaming up with Cody. To take on the Dark Orders, Cole Cabana, John Silver, and Preston Vance. Austin Gunn's got something. Yeah. There's something there. Like, he's yeah. not there yet, but dude's got, he's got mm-hmm. some natural charisma. He's he's athletic as shit. And he's a wrestler. He's not just flipping right. and flopping. He's a fucking, he wrestled when he was in the ring. It was nice. Not surprising. His dad is a fucking Hall of Famer and a legend. Right. He's one of my favorite, you know, half of my, one of my favorite tag teams of all time. My second favorite tag team ever, to be just completely frank. Yeah. New Age Outlaws. Yeah. The only team yeah. I, I enjoyed... I'm not saying best, I'm saying favorite. The only uh, team I like more is Legion of Doom. Those are my two favorite uh, tag okay. teams of all time, is Legion of Doom and New Age Outlaws. They're best? Probably, they're not best. Okay, they're probably my fourth favorite. They're probably top five best of all time, Yeah. but I don't think they're two best. Yeah, because for me, favorites, I still... Um, Rockers and Heart Foundation were always on Heart Foundation's my number kid. three. Yeah. Yeah. Heart Foundation's my number three. They're just yeah. behind the New Age Outlaws. You gotta think, New Age Outlaws were the top tag team for the majority of my favorite years of wrestling. Yeah. Like, when I was most impressionable as a fan, as right. a teenager. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Oh. Uh, and, yeah, Austin gets the fucking win, too. He should. In his first main event. Like, I want to see. I want to see this kid in some singles matches now and start mm-hmm. working him up. Yeah, let's get him in there with some fucking uh, the guys from Team Hybrid or Trent or fucking yeah. Sammy Guevara, Kip Sabian. Right. Yeah. Start getting him in with some of those guys and letting him pick up some victories and working him up the card. Jung- him and Jungle Boy down the road could be a fucking fun match. Yeah. Um, it was a good episode of Dynamite overall, though. I'm gonna say, and then after the match, we had. Dark Order was going to attack them, like, more, and Orange Cassidy took out Silver. Yep. And then Cody cut a promo on Darby, and yeah. 
There's always one thing on every dynamite that I don't like. Like one thing, and there was one thing on this show. And it was one of those little minor things, too. It was after Hangman and Paige broke up, stopped FTR from beating the fuck out of the Young Bucks. Mm -hmm. And they're just like standing there yelling at each other. The Young Bucks in the ring and Mm -hmm. FTR on the floor. There's like nothing stopping them from going after each other. And they're just standing there yelling back. And like, I hate that fake invisible wall horseshit. But again, it was. Compared to everything on the show, very minor complaint as always. Yeah. With that, we'll move on to NXT, Nephew Nephew. Yeah. I watched this week again. Nice. Two weeks in a row. Because, uh, you know, yeah. G1's did. over and I've got some extra time to watch wrestling. So, I'm back on Impact. I've been back on NXT. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Not as good as Halloween Havoc. Right. But, you know. Uh, yeah. We started off with Ember Moon taking on Dakota Kai. Yeah, I can't believe Dakota Kai won this match. Yeah, that makes no sense. And even with like watching the match, you thought Ember Moon was going to win it, but no, they had Dakota Kai win here, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. I did not expect it, but there you go. Decent match. It was a little long. Yeah. Like, it was like 20 minutes, and it didn't and need to be. Was, yeah, distraction from Raquel Gonzalez. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, hey, literally right now, as we're recording and talking... I just paid for the re- podcast for another month to stay up and going. So nice. Good job. I just got the receipt right now. You're welcome, buds. You're welcome, buds. Um, Cameron Grimes says he didn't lose at Halloween Havoc because it wasn't a match and the referee was a zombie. Um, I don't know. That's. I mean, he's, he's not lying. Right. And then a referee, a regular referee, walks up and <laughs> taps him on the shoulder and he turns around. And thinks it's a zombie. <laughs> Freaks out for a second, yes. Mm-hmm. That'll come into play yeah. later on tonight, too. And then we get Cameron Grimes versus Kushida. And Cameron Grimes basically loses because a replacement referee comes down and he thinks it's a zombie. Nice. And that cost him the match. That's Like, crazy. seriously. Actually, it was not done very well. No. Oh. It was execute Idea, great. Execution. Uh-huh. Not awful, just subpar. Because the ref just, he was, he didn't look anything, like, different. There was no lighting effect. Like, it was obvious he was just a fucking referee. And the whole time he's like, no, I'm not a zombie. I'm just a ref. Pin him and win the fucking match. Like, the ref's telling him to win the fucking match. And he's still freaking out. And I'm like, no, dude. This is, like, it was over the top and, like, dumb over the top. Not, like, cheesy good over the top. Like, stupid, I'm not a retard. Like, they think... It made me feel stupid. They were talking to me like I was dumb, and I'm like, I'm not fucking moron, but there's a lot of us in this country, so I guess I can get it. But, yeah. Uh, Killian Dane. Oh, my God. And Drake Maverick are going to take on Everize. So, I skim-watched the match because I was working. Yeah. The, you have to go watch the, their entrance together. This is so fucking great. The fucking music that's playing with fucking Drake skipping down to the ring and skipping circles around fucking Killian and Dane. And Killian's like, can we just please get in the fucking ring and have this goddamn match, dude? Dude, that's it's true. so fucking good. Drake nice. Maverick, like, yeah. this made up for, like, how kind of disappointing the end of the zombie segment was. The nice. thing, the end of the match was. Like, this definitely made up right. for it. And there's some other stuff that makes up for it. Some of the pitfalls in the yeah. NXT too. It was more roller coastery than right. dynamite. Um, yeah, they well they start the match. Yeah, I don't. But then the match McAfee 
Pete Dunn and Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Oh, that's them. right. That's why I don't remember what happened right. in this match. And took them out. This was fucking great, dude. Yeah. They come in and they're like, you know, everybody sounds like we should be about all how great the Undisputed Air was. They're not so great. Oh, we're, then they act like they're going to hang up the Undisputed Banner because it deserves to be mm-hmm. hung because they've reigned supreme. And they're like, no, this isn't where this goes. And they fucking throw it in a trash <laughs> can and light it. And Pete Dunn drops the lighter in and lights it in fire in the middle of the fucking ring. They lit this fucking Undisputed Era. And, like, he's just... Matt, he, McAfee's just going on about, like, how he's so, like... You're all fucking morons. You're just stupid. It's talking like the fans were like everybody. Just mm-hmm. classic heel shit. Putting everybody down. Fucking fantastic. You've got the fucking tag team guys. They're fucking just backing him up. Kind of be yeah, ha <laughs> you know. Yeah. And fucking Pete Dunne just the whole time just stare, serious, staring down the fucking camera. Nice. Dude, it was so good. Then they go backstage to leave or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Killian Dane approaches them like, hey, motherfuckers, whatever. So they beat him up, and Pete Dunn, like, kicks the fucking driver door of the SUV, like, sandwiches him in between the door, and they're like, McAfee's like, oh, dude, we should, we should probably, dude, that's a little too far, but no, it's cool, man, we'll talk about that later, it's, we should probably get out of here. <laughs> and so they get an SUV, and, like, he rolls the window down, yeah. and then again cuts another mini promo about how dumb everybody is, and then they fucking drive off. Nice. So good, you both should go back and check this out. Pat McAfee's fucking gold. Right. Like, this dude changed my mind in, like, two promos in a match from, like, I don't give a fuck about this guy, why mm-hmm. is he facing Adam Cole, to put him on my TV more. <laughs> right. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Well, well fucking done. But all four guys, all four guys, like, they played their roles perfectly in this segment. <laughs> I loved it. They, uh, yeah. This is one of, like, the most badass factions. They're making them that way. Yeah. And especially with, like, Finally, giving some legitimacy to Oni and and Danny and giving them tag team titles like that's right. really helping. Like that was perfect oh, yeah. timing and everything. Yeah. Like no, they're doing they're doing this well. This feels like the old hour long mm. NXT. Like this felt like it belonged on the hour show nice. of NXT. Nice. This was nice. This felt old school to me. I loved it. Nice. I loved it. Um. Oh, Gar- Gargano. We're at the Gargano household. Um, and he's talking about how he loves wheels now. Yeah, I only heard this because I was in the bathroom during the segment, mm-hmm. so I missed it. Yeah. I couldn't hold him any longer. Um, but I heard it. It sounded like yeah. an okay promo. Uh, and then the person that was like in that helped him with the mask is at the table with him. Yes, they're still on the screen and, mask. Yeah. Yep. And he does a happy dance. Yeah, we talked about the screen mask guy last week. We got Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Tony Storm. So the match was alright. It was a pretty solid match. Uh, Tony Storm won pretty handedly because Candice LeRae popped up and was like, oh, oh wait, first off, start of the match. So Shotzi's so ready to go after and get Tony and prove that she can hang and that Mm -hmm. she deserves to be here. She doesn't even bring her tank down for the entrance. She just runs out to start the match. Nice. Like, she's fired up and ready to go. And I like that. That was a nice touch that gave, like, she's not always this goofy, howling at the moon character when it's time to get serious. And I like characters like that. Or we've talked about yeah. Orange Cassidy before. Yeah. So I like that. So then Candace comes Big up with, like, that way. yes, Big E's like that way too, except he's even more goofy than the characters we just mentioned. Right. But nonetheless, <laughs> right. nonetheless, so. So then Candace comes on the screen and is like, oh, Shotzi, like, your tank's back here in the parking lot. Oh, no, here comes a car. And she, like, 
waves the car so it goes around the tank or whatever, and she's like, oh, who I was... So we're, I'm going to try and keep it safe for you. Hopefully no more cars come through here. And, like, because of that, Tony Storm wins. Mm-hmm. So then, like, so then like the match ends, and, t- and then Candace comes back on, and she's like, oh, no, here comes another car. And then, like, she goes over to it. It's like this fucking monster truck. Well, it's like a hopped-up truck on giant wheels. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to run over the tank herself because she hops in the driver's seat of this truck. But instead of running it over with the tire and crushing it monster truck tire, it gets caught between the two front tires, and then she drags it for, like, fucking ever with the camera going along beside it and finally it falls apart from being drug and just breaks up into pieces and I felt like it would have had more impact to just like crush it yeah um fucking Shotzi's in the ring freaking out like she just watched her husband get killed or something like just oh my fucking god no my thing no and then Tony comes up and consoles her for some reason which didn't make any <laughs> she sense she lost her tank but it was funny at the same time so like I don't fucking know yeah and then they show the dude with the screen mask in the back seat of the truck with Candace. And yeah, it was a good segment. I liked it. It was funny and a little a little overkill with the reaction of the tank getting run over by Shotzi, but like at the same time it, it worked. Like it was this was good over the top. Yeah. This was done over the top well. So I liked it. And then the extra touch of for whatever reason Tony consoling her consolidated bleh, yeah. Consoling. Thank you. It was fucking fantastic. So, yeah, it was dumb, nice. but I loved it. <coughs> what was next? Uh, Thatch's Thatch Can. These segments are always good, yeah. except for him getting beat up by jobbers at the end of them. Yeah, he got beat up by August The same dude. Gray. Yeah, the same dude as last week. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Um, and then Xylee talks about the letter she got. This was a good promo. From Boa. Yeah. She gets another letter. And, yeah, she basically just says she wants to challenge Raquel Gonzalez because she yeah. dishonored her, I think, right. or something like that. And then our main event. Main event! Tommaso Ciampa taking on Velveteen Dream. This was obviously the best match of the show. Yeah. It deserved to be the main event, and Tommaso Ciampa won. Nice. I love the fucking brutal segments of him, like, attacking the the casted arm and shit like it just he's like literally stomping it and throwing it against shit and it was great and as someone who just had their hand in the cast within the last couple months like I realized that would have fucking hurt for real even with your hand in a cast oh yeah and it was great I loved it um or some of it would have hurt for real I also like his like entrance attire now too like I wanted to wear that's going he didn't yeah cause like he didn't he's never explained like this whole that's true. Chain. Ember Moon had new Ember entrance music. That just made me think. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did give her new music. It's not as good as her old music, but it's not as bad as like Keith Lee's new music. Nice. So with NXT being yeah. done, as always, we're going to move on to a break. Okay. All right, and we're back. We are back. And we're going to talk about SmackDown Live. Sister, sister, yeah. <laughs> that is the smooth jazz version. I was just buying you some time to get your notes up. I was trying to take one for the team there and offer it the... Oh. I do sing like an angel, so I've been yeah. told, so... Nice. Well, but SmackDown Live, sister, sister. Yeah, we started off with Sasha taking on Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, from what I saw, a fantastic match. It was a Bailey-Sasha match, and it was fantastic. Who won? Did Sasha, Sasha finally retain? Sasha finally, finally retained. That's fantastic. Good job, Sasha. I'm proud of you. Yep. It's it's 
her first main roster retention. She's never done it. Nope. Has she ever retained the NXT? Yeah, she retained the NXT. Yeah, she retained the NXT, but first main roster, her retention, so... That is fantastic news. Good job. Yeah, coffee's a little hot. Mm-hmm. <coughs> You'll have yeah. that, though. Um, and then afterwards, as Sasha's going to leave, fucking Carmella shows up and super kicks her in the face. Oh. So that's going to be our next uh, title feud, I guess. And Carmella just recently came back, if I remember right. Just a few weeks ago, she started, like, cutting promos and shit again. Yeah, well, they've been doing this for, like, two months, and then she finally revealed her face, like, right before That's the right. draft. Because wasn't there rumors then, as well that she was in uh, Retribution at one point? Yeah. Because of, like, a tattoo or something. <coughs> something like that. Um, backstage, uh, <clears throat> Jey Uso's getting ready. And Kevin Owens comes in and tells him he needs to, like, not be Roman's bitch, basically. And, yeah. I'd rather be Roman's bitch than the bottom bitch, so I think, uh... I think if I was the Uso, I'm smart enough to see where the fucking power's at. I'm teaming up with fucking Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shit, I'm not Uso, and I would team up with Roman Reigns. I'd want to be. I'd want to be a good guy. I'm one of the few wrestlers that would want to be a good guy. If I was a wrestler, mm. I would want people to cheer for me. Yeah. I always wanted to be like the Mick Foley guy. Like the people, mm-hmm. like I'm. I'm willing to do anything for your entertainment that everybody loves me because of it. Right. That's kind of what made Mick Foley so. Yeah. Because he's not I, a great. He's a good promo. But he's not a great wrestler. But. Right. Um. No, I would want to be a heel because it's more fun. It's more fun. It's more fun being a dick. <clears throat> it really is. Yeah, but if I'm a baby face, I only need five moves yeah. too. So I'm like, I'm like nice in real life though. So like, I need an outlet to be a dick. Why do you think I tell the buds to fuck themselves so much? Because fuck you, buds. Why do you think I cuss at Leo so much? Because <laughs> they like the abuse. Maybe. Why do you think I'm your friend? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. Come on, abuse me more. I like it. Um, is that, who the fuck is that? Who sings that song? Silver Chair. Okay. Yeah. Throw the sailors yeah. overboard. Which I don't know what has to do with the rest of the song. Yeah. But. Uh, I don't want to listen to Silver Chair. There's some more J and then there's some more J and fucking. Uh, Paul and stuff. It keeps going on. Anyway. On and on. And then... And then... There's some Ray and Dominic stuff, and Baron Corbin attacks Ray from behind. Oh, okay. Yeah, for some reason. I mean, Baron Corbin's got to do something, so... Seems like we haven't seen him for a little while. I haven't heard his name recently. Where the fuck's he been? They just take him off for a little bit to refresh him? Maybe. Well, he's going to be in a qualifying match. Did you watch any of this? No. No. No, I was playing No Man's Guy. Uh, Not even ups or downs or anything? I was wondering if he had any kind of character change or if he's still King Corbin and doing that stupid shit. Because it's a good opportunity as long as he's been off TV to freshen him up and see if maybe you can actually get him over. You almost had him over in NXT and then you ruined everything about him people liked. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, He even cut his hair and he couldn't get but Baron Corbin, well, Baron Corbin's going to take on Ray next. Okay. For the qualifying match. 
And then, like, Seth comes out to the top of the ramp. And Corbin ends up picking the win because uh, I think Ray got counted out. He, oh. Or no, he didn't. He went outside to attack Seth. And then Aaliyah and Murphy come down. And Ray gets in back in the ring at that point, gets hit with the end of days and loses. And loses. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And then we got a women's qualifying match. Natalia taking on Ruby Riot, taking on Zelina Vega. Uh, the finish of this was pretty clever. So Natalia had Zelina in the sharpshooter. Okay. And um then Ruby Riot comes in and puts her in armbar, crossface, something like that. And so Natalia gets pissed and like gets up and is like, what the fuck? And as Zelina Vega's tapping out to the crossface. And so Yeah. So Natalia, because she was stupid and got up. That is actually a kind of clever finish. I like that. Mm-hmm. Because her stupidity yeah. costs them. Or cast, costs like her that. the match. Yeah. I like that. And then Ruby, so Ruby wins, and she's going to be in the Survivor Series team, which is I, dope, too. I don't know if you know this, but mm. is Ruby okay? Why? I saw a picture of her on social media this morning with Liv Morgan, and she just mm. didn't look. Well, she chopped her hair off. I don't know if maybe it was the haircut that threw me off, but because I did notice the hair was a lot shorter, mm-hmm. but she just didn't look... Like healthy, like yeah. she looked pale and sickly almost, like she's got the flu or something. Yeah. I'm just wondering if I don't know. As far as you knew, she's okay. As far as I know, she's okay. All right, right on. Good to know. Because I like Ruby Riot, or at least I really like the work she did in NXT mm-hmm. for the time she was there. I feel like she's underutilized. I feel like she could do a lot yeah. more than they have her do. Honestly, I think like if they would have kept her in NXT, she could be on par with Bailey and Sasha and shit. And be on that level, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, want to rush everybody on the TV these days. Yeah, me too. I don't want to rush people on the TV. I rush everyone on the TV. I know you do, I'm man. Like, why aren't you on TV? Get right, on you TV. should already be on TV, Daryl. What the fuck? You're <clears throat> on TV, goddammit. And here I am still not on TV. Right. I don't know, we're on the radio. This isn't even the radio, dude. Yeah. It's close it's radio-ish. Yeah. This is the closest thing we have to a radio these days. No, there's still radio stations, man. Oh. Those are still real things that exist. Oh. Totally. I you can listened. listen to them oh. in it's your car. Years. <clears throat> I think years. there's still technology to do that in your house as well. Do people still listen to there the do. radio there, in their house? There does, because I have... I know your my, phone can do it. My record player has a uh, AM FM tuner on it. I was going to... I turned around to look at mine, because yeah. it's against this wall. Yeah. So what do we but do... It's on that floor. Oh. So. so what do we do... To get on the radio, we should call a local radio station and be like, hey, we want to do the wrestling show. We'll do your wrestling show. We'll do your wrestling show. We'd have to watch our fucking language, though. No, they can, they got money. They can have someone bleep. Oh, we're live. We'll be on like a three second delay so they can bleep us. We can bleep ourselves. I don't know how good I'd be at that, dude. I'd I'd be like, oh, fuck. I just said fuck and forgot to fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly how that would go. Plus, like, if you forgot the last time I tried to bleep out stuff in a podcast, we almost called Seth the Wreck his car, so I don't want to do that to the buds out there. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, 
Big E's backstage playing a board game, and the Street Profits come in. Curious if you know what board game. I didn't. Oh. I don't know. Just says board I just game. Wanted, no, I want um, to play a board game with Big E. Yeah. So, but yeah, the Street Profits come in, and they're like, hey, yo, we're facing the New Day at Survivor Series, and we want to get uh, the scoop on them, because, you know, you're on SmackDown now, so brain loyalty, bitches. And Biggie's like, no. Good. And he leaves. <clears throat> That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Biggie should not be, he should be New Day, not fucking SmackDown, not fucking right. Raw. That shit don't mean shit. Nope. New Day for life. Um, Kofi and Xavier Woods were smacked down three fucking weeks ago. Yeah. Grand loyalties, horse shit. Yeah. God, they should do the draft um, after it's smacked or survivors. But here's the best part is Billy Kay comes in and she gives him a headshot and it's got like all this resume on the back. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. And she's like, if you notice, I was on Raw. So like, I know about the Raw championship, the tag team championships. So like, you know, I could join you guys and give you some information. And they look at her and like, like we were the Raw Tag Team Champions. That's great. We were on Raw the exact same time you were. That's fantastic. <laughs> and yeah. I like that. It was great. That is pretty good. Yeah, I did watch that. That was hilarious. It is weird how the same people are creating both of the WWE television shows and yet... Mm-hmm. One of them sounds okay, and the other sounds awful consistently every fucking week when we do this show. Like, every time we talk about Raw, it's like the worst 15 to 20 minutes of my fucking week. And SmackDown's just you and me talking about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. I hate talking about Raw. If it wasn't for this podcast, I would never talk about <coughs> Monday Night Raw. Right. Ever. Uh, Otis took on Seth Rollins in a qualifier match next. Otis and Seth Rollins? Yeah. Oh, shit. Who won that? Seth. That's who I assumed, but you never know. They could have went with Otis, but it looks like they're done with him already. But Murphy come down, came down and helped Seth win. How does that make any sense? And then... Uh, Did they forget everything that's happened between these two guys? Backstage. Um, <laughs> and Leah comes up to Murphy and is like, so what the fuck? And he's like... You don't understand. And she's like, no, you help Seth. Like, what the fuck? And he's like, no, no, just trust me on this one. This is this is for the greater good. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So maybe they're doing some kind of, like, Otis conspiracy storyline? Like, I'm almost thinking this is how you... I, I don't know if Retribution just starts showing up on SmackDown. Because, if yeah, if they're fucking with Otis... And, like, maybe he's trying to do that to fuck with Retribution. Because maybe Otis is the secret leader of Retribution, not Ollie. I, I will say, I, I have been, as it's developed, hope that Ollie's just a swerve leader. Yeah. He's just a figurehead, and he's like, we eventually will right. find out there's a shadowy big figure, and then it's going to be Vince. And he's going to be like, it was me, Austin! Right. It was me all along! Because that's how I want every storyline of this nature to end, is with it being Vince. Yeah. Wearing a black hood. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Smackdown Live. Oh, and there's another Cole interviewing uh, Lars. Oh, shit. I saw this. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck was this bad, dude. Yeah. Like, this was bad. Someone needs to teach him how to fucking breathe, number one. 
number two. Like, like seriously, this was mm-hmm. like his breathing was so distracting through the promo, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Um, so, and then he goes on about how he was bullied his whole fucking life, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this coming from a guy who's been called out on social media for yeah. making fun of gay people right. and like all this other shit and he's gonna now they're gonna do a storyline about him being bullied what the fuck what the fuck well from what I'm reading though he, he started off yeah he's like I was bullied until I was 13 and then I got swole right and then I became the bully and I made people eat bugs and it was bad and he yeah. can barely like get his words out cause he's like blown up from sitting there but like he all he's breathing like a person who's snoring while they're talking and has sleep apnea and like it was just mm. I don't fucking know dude yeah maybe he was having like a, a heart attack and a mini seizure and shit I don't fucking right. know it was not cool yeah. and then our main event main event uh, Jay Uso taking on Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Um, I'm gonna yeah. say Jay Uso won. Huh? Yeah, he did. Clean it again, just nice. like he did to Daniel Bryan the week before. I like it. So yeah, look good. Heyman and Roman come out and they all celebrate afterwards. Good deal. I like it. And SmackDown yep. goes off air, right? <clears throat> That's it. Yep. Yes. Good call. WWE. Yep. I like it. Yeah, it's weird how different SmackDown yeah. is from Raw yeah. when they're done by the same people. Right. So, I don't know, whatever. With that, we're going to move on to number 30. Oh, do we want to go over Power Struggle real quick? I have Power Struggle. Sure. From this morning. Go for it. Uh, Yeah, just real quick. So, this just happened this morning for Mm -hmm. us, yesterday for you buds. Um, So, our first match was a no corner pads match. Mm -hmm. Tori Yano taking on Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Uh, Yano picking up the win. Gosh. Shit was hilarious. I saw part of this. Yeah. Basically, Zack Sabre had him in a... I don't know. It was a leg hold. bar. Submission hold. Through the um, guardrail. And the whole time, Yano's like selling it. But he's tying Zack Sabre Jr.'s uh, shoes together. <laughs> and then when Zack Sabre goes to get up... He can't. He can't. <laughs> Yano escapes and gets back in the ring. And, and yeah. gets counted out. Yeah, it was Yano hilarious. Wins. Yeah, I saw the ending of that. That was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, never open weight championship match. Minoru Suzuki taking on Shingo Takaji. Minoru retains? Nope. Oh, wow. Shingo, Shingo takes it back. Nice. And I read this was a fantastic fight. I bet it was. Too. Their last match was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And then uh, Okada taking on Great Okan. Okada won. Uh, yeah, it was a referee stoppage. Okay. Um, but then uh, Osprey came out after the match. No, he cut a promo oh. and basically challenged him at Wrestle Kingdom. So we're getting Okada and Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That should be fun. Yeah. Um, They're going all in with Osprey, it seems. Mm-hmm. And then the number one contender for the U.S. championship, heavyweight championship, uh, Kenna. Kenta. And has his, yeah, it's his right to challenge contract is, I guess, what they're calling it. And who did he face? Uh, Tanahashi. And he won. And Kenta, Kenta won. He, yeah, yeah, Kenta won. He retained his yep. U.S. title. And championship then, shot. Yeah. The right to challenge briefcase for the double championship. Kota Ibushi and Jay White. And Jay White. Yeah, Jay White took mm-hmm. the briefcase from Kota Ibushi mm-hmm. with a victory. Which is, yeah. 
Actually, funny because Jay White was my prediction to win the G1 because uh-huh. I thought he was going to be the guy to take down Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And then they gave it to Coda just to swerve us to give it back to Jay right. White to take it, as I predicted, although White could mm-hmm. still technically lose it between now and January the, I don't know what day it is on this year, third, fourth, it's always the sixth. Fourth. Well, one of the days is always the fourth. Right. Because <laughs> it's going to be it's two gonna be days, days again. again, so I don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to be third, fourth, or fourth, fifth is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. I think third, fourth. I think third, The fourth fourth. will be the second day. The fourth the will be day. the most important day. That's how I would... Feel would go right. Although I will say at the same time, I don't know why, but I felt I felt day one was a bigger deal last year than day yeah. two, personally. And if that's the case, it'll be Sunday, Monday. Okay, which will suck, right? Um, yeah. And then our main event, main event, double championship match. Mm-hmm. Naito taking on Evil. Naito won, and Naito yeah. winning with the Destino. Yeah, Naito's not losing it before this. Yeah, thirty-three minute match. Damn. Yeah. But that will move on to number 30. Yeah. Sami Zayn. As BJ and I continue to count down the top 100 wrestlers of the 2010s. Uh, yeah. My match was from 2013. When was yours, BJ? Uh, 2011. 2011. I already knew this. Yeah, because yours was in NXT. Right. Uh, yeah, mine was actually El Generico uh, for you Ring of Honor fans. fans yeah, and independent fans. Uh, taking on Christopher Daniels. Um, yeah, this was fucking great. I mean, it's Christopher Daniels and Sami Zayn nine years ago, like in Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. Good 15, 20 minute match. Uh, Generico picking up the win. Daniels looked like some weird S&M dude. I don't know. Like he had like, it's like a a collar thing around his neck Mm -hmm. and then like two straps going down his arms and then it goes around his arm there to like, it goes around his arm. Fair enough. And he was experimenting. He just looked really whatever. Trying new things. Um, yeah, but no, great match. Um, yeah, Sami Zayn's a fantastic wrestler and a fantastic character now too, but Mm -hmm. Where's he going on this list? Like, I mean, yeah, he's had, I don't know if I can put him with these top three. I think I can definitely put him ahead of Mundo. Mm-hmm. But I still think Jericho, Omega, and all this, just for the accolades alone throughout the decade. I mean, yeah, Sammy was NXT champion. He didn't win the IC till this year. Like, wasn't he in the US like once, I think? No, Maybe. this was his, was this his Intercontinental was his, his first, first main roster title. Maybe he just challenged for it, is what I'm thinking. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in with that right there then. I agree. There's no way I'm putting him ahead of Kenny Omega, no. Nick Aldis, Chris Jericho, Brock Lesnar. Um, so yeah, Johnny Mundo, he's probably, he's probably right ahead of Johnny Mundo, I think. Um, yeah, in-ring fantastic. I watched Sami Zayn take on Cesaro. This was their two out of three falls match from NXT. This happened in August of 2013, which when I saw it blew my mind because this was only seven months into you getting me back into wrestling, more or less. 
And realistically, to me, this felt like a couple years. Like, I swear there was a couple years between the time I got into WWE before you got me into NXT or before we got NXT. Because, but you got to think, my time frames are all distorted from all the fucking drinking. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. We were doing a lot of stuff. And at that point, we were partying a lot. Like, we were all partying back then, not just me. Like, this was when it started. So, um, shit blurs. What I came to realize watching this match is if you and I wouldn't have checked this out, I don't think I'd still be watching wrestling. I would have gotten out of it. This, like, showed me what a good, like, real-looking technical match could be. Um, So, the Sami Zayn comes to the ring. It was not with his music, you know, that we all know and love today. It was a different music, and it was weird. I forgot he had different music, honestly. Um... But yeah, he comes to the ring and whatnot, and then as Cesaro's coming out, Zane just uh, jumps over the top rope, flips out over the top rope, and hits him right at the beginning mm-hmm. just to start things off before Cesaro can even get to the ring. Uh, splashes on him, tosses him back in the ring, gets in, the referee rings the bell, Huluva kick, even though they weren't calling that yet. One, two, three. Sami Zayn's already got the first victory of the three falls. Super fast. Uh, then they go into a match. Great back and forth between both of these guys. The, these guys are both prime athletes. Um, they yeah. both could be more than WWE's made them. Mm-hmm. They both should be more than WWE's made them. They have the talent. They've gotten themselves over. But, you yeah. know, whatever. It's what WWE does. It's it's actually the one thing about this list. It's the curse of being a WWE guy. Yes, it gets you on this mm-hmm. list in the first place. But it prevents a lot of guys from being as high as they could be. If you right. think about it, my opinion, Big E should still be easily in contention on this list. Rusev yeah. should still be in contention on this list. Bray Wyatt can still be in contention on this list. Right. We've locked in all three of those guys because of the way they were used. Yeah. And here's another prime example for two guys, and we're not even talking about Cesaro at this point. He's later on. We'll get to him in a couple weeks. Um, so, no, yeah. Next week. Huh? Next week. I thought it was two weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it is. We got Big Show and Cesaro next week. Yep. How about that? A little sneak preak. There you go, buds. Um, so, yeah, this was a great match, though. This was a fucking amazing match. It, it did ended up, uh, second fall went to Cesaro after good back and forth. And then when it looked like Zayn was going to win, Cesaro pulled out the victory. Uh, so Zayn was going for a spinning DDT off the top rope to try and finish the match. Mm-hmm. And... In the middle of the spinning DDT, Cesaro put him right into the fucking neutralizer and picked up the victory. Nice. It was fucking dope. It was a good ending to a great match, to a great fucking match. There was one spot I rewound and watched four times where they did the um, uh, a, a Canadian Destroyer, but it was like the most sick-looking Canadian Destroyer I've ever seen. Like, better than any of Petey nice. Williams. To the point where I thought Sami Zayn yeah. was going to die, and I still don't know how they finished the, Like, I don't know how they performed this. I can't yeah. figure it out. And I watched <clears throat> it four times. Nice. It's dope. Um, so, yeah, with that, yeah. Uh, we'll move on to news and or rumors. Yep. So, we'll go through our shit here and see what we got. Starting mm-hmm. off, um, Eddie Kingston. Has well, went on record this week as saying AEW is his last stop in wrestling. Yeah. He's not going anywhere else. He yeah. plans on being done after this. Right. He's had a long career. I can understand that. Yeah. Now he's finally years. reached the pinnacle of being on weekly television. Like mm-hmm. at this point, to me, there's three like there's three goals you got in wrestling. You go to New Japan. Mm-hmm. 
you go to WWE or you go to AEW. Right. Yeah. Those are the three. There's smaller stops along the way. There's, right. you know, being one of the top indie guys. There's Ring of Honor. There's Impact. Those are all fine and good, too. But mm-hmm. I think those are the big three right there. Right. Um, seeing this week that EEC3 is apparently finished up with Impact for the time being after being there for a few months. Yeah. Uh, apparently, his we don't even know, like, if he had a contract or not. But if he did, apparently it's short term. He is still doing work with Ring of Honor. He was on the show again yeah. this week. I didn't talk about it because we've only been talking about the Pure Tournament. Right. But he's in a feud with Shane T, whoever the fuck Shane T is. Yeah. He's a wrestler guy. Um, yeah. So, well, that's fine. I I still don't understand what he did in Impact. <laughs> like, yeah. Just the moose shit? I mean, I know, but I don't understand what happened. Like, he shows up. I don't imagine it's permanently done. I imagine they're going to use him again in the future. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, the whole reason and everything, he just shows up to, like, lose to... Moose. To Moose. Of all fucking people. And tells Moose to control his narrative, and then he's just going to disappear. And, like, I don't... I'm, I'm said so if he comes back as the same character later on, it'll make more sense. Yeah. Hope, so, um, so yeah, Tony Khan announced new medical protocols uh, just to have a full gear this year, just yeah. to help make sure that um, you know basically everybody's being safe. So they added uh, another independent neurologist to the staff. Um, he's going to be at every show. Adding additional support. And then they also added a two-way feature now where the referees can talk to people in the back, whereas previously the back could communicate with the ref, but the ref could not communicate back. And so they've added that as well. So that's cool. And then Khan's also bringing back Chris Nowinski, who is a former WWE superstar. You WWE fans out there may know Chris Nowinski. Mm-hmm. And he's bringing him back as an advisor because he is a leading expert on concussions and head trauma. And he actually co-founded the Sports Legacy Institute, which is now the Concussion Legacy Foundation from all the way back in 2007. So he's partially responsible for us having the knowledge that we do of concussion and CTEs mm-hmm. and how important nice. it is to keep these guys safe and not let them get back too soon. Nice. I think any extra steps to keep the wrestlers safe, in my opinion, is is a welcome to me. Yeah. Because I understand the risk these guys go through to entertain me. And Yeah. That's why I'm willing to shell out 50 bucks for a three-hour entertainment show is because I understand what these guys are putting their bodies through to entertain me so they can have my $50 for three hours. Right. I wouldn't pay that for a movie, for a three-hour movie. There's no fucking way. No. Because they don't put themselves through the shit wrestlers do. That's why I watch porn for free. Yeah. Because they, the, I know what they put their body through. Yeah, and me too. it's actually kind of fun. Most so of them, right. I'm not going to pay for that. Right. <laughs> They're having fun. They're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of Tony <laughs> Khan making announcements, he also announced this week that um, we're going. He's moving John Silver versus Orange Cassidy to the Fuck main yeah, card of of the show uh, tonight. Last night for you buds, yeah. Replacing Scorpio Sky's match because Scorpio Sky is quarantining because he was oh, exposed to COVID nineteen. Uh, so then the new buy in match is going to be Serena Deeb. Defending the NWA World's Women's Championship against former NWA World's Women's Champion mm-hmm. Allison K. Yeah. Who we just reported last week, or else I have it for later because it went out of order, is a free agent. I think that was last week. I thought it was too. I don't know. 
But yeah, she's no longer with NWA, but she's going to challenge for the NWA championship. Yeah, and I do want to mention with that that uh, Scorpio Sky's COVID testing did come back negative, but he still right. decided to do the 14-day query just or quarantine just to be safe rather than sorry. Yeah. Um, we announced last week that um, Netflix and WWE are going to be doing a miniseries biopic on Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Um, there was more stuff about that this week, right? Was there new news on that? Wasn't there new news on that? I mean, I don't know if we said it, but yeah, the it's going to be the same guy that did the latest That's what polls. it was, that's right, yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, I had it, I just said it to you. Right, and I can't think of it either. That's what um, I was asking you. That's why I was throwing back to you because I can't fucking remember, dude. But yeah, it's the same guy that just did that big Bulls documentary that everybody got into. Yeah. Uh, God, I want to say David Stern, but that's the NBA. I want to say Ben Carpenter, but... No, that's, that's not it either. Yeah, that's not it either. I don't know, but either way, yeah, we're going to get a documentary. But WWE Studios is involved, so it'll still have Vince McMahon propaganda thrown in, so... Mm-hmm. It's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be what exactly we would want. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, speaking of uh, the same producer who the Last Dance is the name of the Chicago Bulls documentary, but I still there can't find the name of the guy. Like it's not mentioned in this article. Yeah. Bill um, Simmons. Yes, there you go. Who? Is uh, also uh, working on a Stone Cold Steve Austin documentary. Yeah, I as saw that uh, too. revealed by Lillian Garcia on the Chris Van Valet show this week. Nice. Um, she was approached to do it. WWE reached out to her about it, and so she is um, at least going to be involved with it in some way, shape, or form. Which makes sense because Lillian Garcia and Steve get along and are good friends outside, you know, in the real mm-hmm. world too. So that does make sense that she would be involved with the Steve Austin documentary. She was there for a lot of it, so. Well, yeah, that's because he's, like, from Texas, and there's lots of horses, and. Right. <laughs> wild, wild horses. Um, <laughs> WWE has canceled the trademark registration for Cody Rhodes' name. Yeah. And there's been a shit ton of rumors about this. Um, okay. Apparently, he can use the name. He can use the name, not in wrestling, but anywhere else. Okay. And he had to stop filing for trademarks for all the old shit that WWE used to own trademarks that his dad came up with, apparently, was the spoken deal to get them to drop it, which is why they're calling him Cody Rhodes on the TV commercials for the Mm -hmm. show. Which makes sense to me. I like that. Because, like, yeah, you have Cody Rhodes... And they kind of just came to the agreement, like, look, you haven't used it in wrestling for this long, you don't need to, but if you want to use it outside of wrestling, you can, Mm -hmm. and we'll drop the trademark on it, and you just don't use it in wrestling, but then you stop trying to file the trademarks on all the shit that we just don't hold the trademarks for anymore, because we don't want to have to fight for the shit, is kind of how it seemed to me. Yeah. Which, it makes sense, it's a Mm win-win situation for both, so if that is true, that part I don't know, that part's the rumor part, so we'll see. Um, New Japan announces a one-day Super J Cup to take place on December 12th. Um, it's going to be a single elimination tournament that's going to take place in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And the entrants that have been announced that I know of, and this might be everybody, 
is TJP, yeah, ACH, Leo Rush, Chris Bay, uh, Ray Oris, which is a Ring of Honor guy I'm not familiar with, mm-hmm. uh, Blake Christensen from GCW, Clark Connors, and El Phantasmo. Yeah. So that's an interesting announcement. Dope. Yeah. And an interesting card. Um, New Japan also announced the best of Super Juniors 27 entrance this week. Uh, we got Ryusuke Taguchi, uh, Master Wano, who's making his debut in the Super Juniors, uh, Sho, Robbie Eagles, of course, Hiromu Takahashi's gonna be there, uh, Bushi, El Desperado, Kanemaru, uh, Doki, and Ishimori are your competitors this year. And this is gonna be a single block tournament. Wrestlers with the top two points will wrestler once more for the championship on December 11th. So, yeah, we got both of those to look forward to. That's pretty exciting. You buds know that have been around for a while how Daryl Guns likes his New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right. So, I'm stoked for that. Me too. Um, the AEW Unrivaled Collection Action, Fury, Action Figures Series 3 has been announced. Yeah. Uh, Young Bucks, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, Riho, and Pac are your, uh, your announced ones so far. I think that's the whole series. And I think there's yeah. new Young Bucks action figures as well, if I remember right. There's yes. a new Matt and Nick Jackson coming out in this one. Yes. But yeah, those are just like the new, new characters. Mm-hmm. I guess the, I assume these are probably different outfits for the Bucks or some such. I don't know what's right. different. Different faces. I haven't seen them, so I don't know yet. They swapped heads. They put Nick's. With each other? Like yeah. Nick's head's on Matt's body and Matt's head's yeah. on Nick's body? Yeah. That's interesting. Um. I made that up. Okay. Uh, the Observer started reporting that uh, Roman Reigns' next opponent is who he's going to be working with for the next couple months is going mm-hmm. to be Daniel Bryan, which yeah. should be fucking dope. It makes sense with I what's going on. I feel like it's going to be Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens, kind of like. The well, way. apparently, the Daniel Bryan is going to be continued after the three-way that is currently being built towards, or what That's seems right. like they're going to do a triple threat, and then it's going to break out to a Roman Daniel kind of thing to continue on down the road. So, mm-hmm. um, apparently, WWE has been mentioning title changes because they are expected to change at least one title on the show somehow or another. So I don't know what or how. At this point, Survivor Series. But it's all title versus, like... Everything's champion versus champion. Right. It's not title versus title, though, but apparently they're planning on having a title match, a title change. I imagine it's going to be the 24-7 title, and that's not going to count, but we'll see. Uh, Also noted that Big E and Chad Gable missed SmackDown last week because Creative didn't have anything for them. What the fuck? Not because of being sick or family shit or any other reason, but that's why they weren't on SmackDown this past week. Not last night, but... Right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, this was from Wrestling Observer Newsletter. It also had that the original plan for Hell in a Cell was Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman versus a fourth wrestler. Mm-hmm. But the one match with Jey Uso did so well and was received so well, they decided they could get... They had more traction with that story and could get more out of it and continued well, yeah. on with it. Which in retrospect, I think, was the good idea. call. Yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure. Um, And then, apparently, 
Uh, this is the last thing I have for this week, and it's also from The Observer. Mm-hmm. There is a ton of interest in like every wrestling promotion in the world for Davey Boy Smith right now. Yeah, Smith I saw Jr., that as well. Which to me seems odd. Like He's right. a solid tag team guy, but he's not like a next level superstar in my opinion. Or at least nobody's ever let him show it if that's the case. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So I don't know. What do you got for us, BJ? I have, well... So I think we reported last week about Carl Anderson and his wife, did we? Yes. Well, there was an update. Apparently he just kind of disappeared from the house for a couple days. Um, came out that he, he did cheat on her, like, with some ring rat or something. And <laughs> she's pissed, and so he disappeared and won't talk to her or the kids. And, yeah. But he tweeted that he was back and everything was fine. Yeah. So oh, did he? I didn't yeah. see that part of it. Yeah, he did tweet that he was back and that nice. they worked shit out. And well, I think he good. tweeted a picture of him and his kid, so... That's good. So at least he's he didn't yeah. ditch his kid. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Ring of Honor has hired Dan Housen. I didn't see that. Yeah, he signed a contract with them. That's really interesting, considering the direction they've been going with this pure tournament. Yeah. Hmm. Because Dan Housen's a better ring wrestler than I realize and appreciate him to be. Yeah. Maybe he's a creative role or something. Uh, Kylie Ray, we talked about how she didn't uh, show up for the pay per view. Yeah, um, she did reach out to her Patreon fans. I saw this. Says she's not well. She's taken back, step back, blah blah. Um, and then everybody at Impact uh, was made to sign a non disclosure agreement. And um, oh yeah, dude, those are called gag orders. We're not supposed to talk about that. Right, <laughs> but yeah, I've that, been waiting all news and rumors for you to bring that up for that joke. I'm sorry, I thought of that last night. It wasn't as good as it was in right. my head, but but anyway, it was good. So yeah, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, oh WWE announced that Survivor Series is going to be celebrating. Yeah, one last. Hurrah or some shit for The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. I thought I saved that, too. I remember that. Um, so. Yeah. That should be fun. Yeah. And I have a feeling it totally means it's not going to be Undertaker's one last hurrah. Never is. Yeah. I think it's going to be the kickoff for his last his hurrah. His last hurrah. But I do think he gets we get one more Mania match. I think it'll be cinematic again. I think it needs to be said. I think that they're again. already realizing that they're gonna. They might have some people for Mania, but it's not going to be a full blown right. crowd. And I think they're already preparing for it. Yeah. Which means it should technically be better than last year. And their right. cinematic last year was still the best cinematic match in my opinion. AJ and Takers. It's my favorite. Um, it's between that and the Stadium. That's Stampede. what I thought you were going to say. Is the Stadium Stampede? Yeah. No, it's my second. I like the Undertaker AJ match the best. Yeah. I think um, because it was the first like that. Right. The new... Yeah. It was good. Plus, um, it's AEW. Or, it's yeah. WWE doing it, and their production values are always so fucking good. Yeah. Except for the Swamp match, where you couldn't see any kind of... Uh, Jake Roberts was talking about The Undertaker as well oh. this week. And he said, I was there when Undertaker first got to WWE. True. He said, I hear, I hear you know oh, yeah, where all this. the good strip joints are at. I'm like, in the world, I know them all. <laughs> and he was like, well, I'll travel with you. <laughs> a few weeks later, he was in pretty bad shape with alcohol poisoning. <laughs> so. That sounds about right for Jake. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Tony Khan confirmed that Anthony Bowens and Max Caster have both signed with AEW as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Max Caster. I missed that. Uh, yeah. Asuka, um, with Bailey losing and Asuka uh, going over, Asuka is now uh, surpassed Bailey and Charlotte for the most total days as champion in the modern era. Yep. Yep. I knew it was coming soon. I didn't know it already happened. I didn't see that, but yeah. I did know it was coming soon. She passed uh, three days ago. That's cool. So Good job, Oscar. Congratulations. Um, Oscar's awesome. Uh, soon, uh, November twenty seventh, there will be a new all time uh, best selling book. Okay. Uh, because Toriano is releasing a cookbook. Um, <laughs> called you Yano Tori Toriano's. Delicious life. That's great. And, yeah. I don't know why, but when you started that, my thought process, what you were going to say, was that JR's book was on pace to be the best-selling wrestling book ever. Oh, Because I know that it's doing really well. No, Yano's cookbook. But, yeah, that's obviously going to be the best-selling book ever. 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 Even the Bible. Yeah. Because it's Toriano's. It's going to outsell the Bible. It's Toriano's fucking cookbook. Yeah. I'm going to cook every recipe in that book. Uh, Um... I hope they translate it into English so I don't yeah. have to. Oh, yeah. AEW is also close to signing Layla Hirsch, too. Okay. So they've been impressed with her, apparently. Fair enough. That um, doesn't surprise me. She's been pretty good in ring. Yeah. I do like that they're getting some young talent and trying to develop their own people. I do like that. Mm-hmm. They're not just counting on people that have already made a name for themselves on the indie circuit and or WWE or whatever. Yeah. I think the last thing I have okay. is Ivelisse mm-hmm. was apparently on a show saw this. Uh, called Tattoo Nightmares. And one of the episode, it was season two, episode nine, and it was named after her. Yes. And it was called Firecrotch. <laughs> because apparently... <clears throat> oh, I saw the picture. Has, yeah, she has a tattoo right above her crotch. Uh, some fire. I wonder if that's re- like if that's still there. Or she got it removed. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe the point of the show is maybe getting them removed. That's what I, I thought know. too. That's the way I understood it. So so yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Well, that's news and rumors then. Yeah. We got one quick update on Full Gear. As we mentioned, uh, we have a new buy-in match: the NWA World's Women Championship. What do you got? BJ wants and wills. Allison K or Serena Deep? Uh. Oh, Serena. I want, no, I want Allison K because I would love to see the NWA t- uh, women's title change, and I like Allison K better than Serena Deeb, but I think Serena's keeping it. I'm with you exactly the exact, like, yeah, yeah. word for word, everything. Yeah. Trivia. Trivia. BJ's got some trivia got this it. week, and apparently it's uh-huh. so easy, I better get them all right. So here I'm going to go and disappoint you, buds, and miss every single one of these questions. Yep. I'm going to miss them all. <clears throat> oh, I hope I don't miss them all. Unless you were messing with me and they're not super easy. No. Well, then I won't be a dick. Because I did find, I did save something else for trivia. <laughs> but since you gave it such a good introduction. Oh, okay. I will keep with the easy ones. <laughs> well, uh, let's see how easy they are. It's me, so. Yeah. So what is it called when rest? And this, if you're new to uh, like wrestling buds, this is some just like insider term stuff. A lot of it. Old oh. school stuff, you know, that you could learn. Okay. So, uh, what is it called when wrestlers keep up the illusion of their character in the ring and in public? 
That is known as kayfabe. Yes. I also have multiple choice if... Um, if if I need them? Okay. Well, I didn't on that one. That one's kayfabe. I need no multiple right. choice for that one. Who, ding, ding, ding. who is the owner of World Wrestling Entertainment? Vincent McMahon. Yes. What is an unscripted event in wrestling called? An unscripted event in wrestling? Mm -hmm. A shoot. Correct. Wrestlers take on various personas in the ring. What are these called? Characters. Mm -hmm. Do you want the multiple choice? Yeah, because I don't like... Personas, talent, style, or gimmick. Gimmick, okay. I mean, they they use talent. They use... Like superstars, they use a lot of different terms. I didn't know which one specifically you were looking for. Just the general. I get that. So yeah, Um, but gimmick also relates to other things than wrestlers. Like other things can be a gimmick, right? That's why I didn't go to gimmick initially. So, but it makes sense. It's also correct. What of these is the biggest wrestling event in WWE? WrestleMania. If that's an option of the four, that's the answer. If not, it's probably Wrestle Kingdom. Well, it's WWE. I said WWE. Oh, then yes, it's definitely WrestleMania. Yeah. If it's not that, they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. They're wrong. Uh, wrestlers sometimes take on partners in a match. What's this called? Tag teams. Yes. Or tag team wrestling. Yes. Or six man tags, player player. For you right. Teddy Long fans out there. <clears throat> this one's kind of. Oh yeah. Okay. What do you call? What do you call it when wrestlers stick to the script? A word? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't 100% sure that's where it was going, but it's the only thing that made sense. What's the pinfall count in WWE? Three. Yes. And as far as I know, in all televised wrestling, it's a three count. Yeah. Professional wrestling. Yeah, I think so. Amateur wrestling is a one count. Greco-Roman's a one count. Right. Um... Okay, this one, no multiple choice. There's just three answers. How can a match end beside a pinfall? Submission, count out, and disqualification. Yes. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin helped Usher in which era in the WWE in 1997? The Attitude Era. Yep. Along with Vincent Kennedy McMahon and D-Generation X, specifically. Yeah. What's the name of the biggest wrestling promotion in Japan? New Japan Pro Wrestling. DDT. No. Nah, New Japan. How long is a countout in WWE? Ten. A ten count. Ten what? Oh, yeah. A ten count because they can vary in length. Right. Which promotion competed with WWE in the Monday Night Wars in the late 90s? WCW. What needs to happen for a wrestling match to officially begin? And hold on, I want to give you the multiple choice because these are great. Okay. A handshake, a buzzer sound, a whistle blow, or a bell ring. The bell rings. (laughs) (laughs) The whistle blows. Yeah. A feather falls from the sky. Who famously slammed Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3? I was going to say Big John Studd to be a dick, but then you said WrestleMania 3. So Hulk Hogan. Yes. Who is responsible for governing a wet wrestling match? The referee. Yes. What is one way to get out of a submission hold? Reverse it. Grab the ropes. Grab the ropes. Distract the referee and have your partner kick the guy in the face. Right. 
What what's a bad guy character referred to as? He's a heel, motherfucker. Who famously said, to be the man, you gotta beat the man. Woo! Rick motherfucking Flair. The nature boy. What must be touching the mat for a pinfall to be counted? Both shoulders. Correct. Specifically both. What do you call a good guy in the ring? A face. Two rivals will often wrestle multiple times through a storyline. What's this called? The story? A fable, a feud, a conflict, a clash. A feud, yeah. What determines how much heat someone is getting? Well, I mean, it depends on the situation, but usually it's crowd reaction. The audience. Yeah. Who ended The Undertaker's undefeated WrestleMania streak? Bork Lozner. Some moves or sequences are planned in the ring. What's this called? Uh, planned scripted moves? I don't... A I don't scheme, know a call, a spot, a goal. Oh, a spot. Spots can be called in the ring. That's why it threw me off. This made it seem like they're always called beforehand. Yeah. Like that's the they way that's call. the way I understand it. Yeah. And spots can be called in the ring. It right. depends on who's wrestling. Right. So yeah, okay, I understand now. No, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I misunderstood. Right. What's a group of wrestlers who team up for a common goal? A stable. We talked about a few of those earlier in the podcast. Who called himself the excellence of execution? Right, the hitman heart. What's a monologue by a wrestler in an interview called? A promo. What do wrestlers do to make their opponent's move seem more painful? Sell. What's the most heavily promoted match on a card? The main event! One of the most important aspects of wrestling. What does it mean to get over? For the most part, to be popular with the crowd, mm-hmm. either loved or hated. Yep. Doesn't matter which. The goal is that they care, that they react to you. This says, uh, yeah, become popular with the audience. Usually popular wrestlers refuse to lose to unknown wrestlers because it hurts their brand. However, when the top wrestlers do lose to a lesser known, they are putting them over with the audience. And when they don't, it's called refusing to do the job. Right. So I'll just answer that one ahead of time, too. Okay. <laughs> how do wrestlers... Because the very next question is, how do wrestlers refer to losing a match? Well, I mean, you just... Like, literally said the opposite of that, which is going over. So, right. like, it made right. sense to just, just think it's, that's yeah. next. It is. Do it was a job. What do you call a wrestling event that's not televised? Dark match or dark show or a house show? Event. A house show. Yeah. Event's the key word there. Yeah. Some wrestlers cut themselves to cause bleeding during a match. What's this called? Blading and or juicing. Depending on if you're basically 70s or 80s. What happens when you when a heel and a face switch roles in a match? Heel turn. Or a double swap. Or a double turn. Yeah, double turn. turn. Double turn. Double swap when sounds they, way Yeah, better. when they switch roles. Yeah. All right. That's it. You should do the hard ones next week. You should save them for next week and do if those. I remember. I think it would be fun to do the complete opposite ones. The hard ones are, oh, yeah. Well, to give you a clue, so someone made a list of all the women's firsts. Okay. Like, 
That'd be fun, actually. Let's do yeah. that. Let's try and do that next week if we yeah. can remember. With that, though, we're going to move on to number 29. Yeah. Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. You got to go first last time, so I'll go first this time. I watched Kurt Angle take on Mr. Anderson, and I can finally... Oh, it was from uh, TNA in April of 2010, and this was a ladder match. And I can honestly say I've now seen a bad Kurt Angle match, because this sucked. So this whole match was they had to win the ladder match, climb the ladder, to get a key to... Oh, holy shit. AP called it. We have a new president-elect, ladies Apparently, and gentlemen, according yeah. to the Associated Press. Right. So they called PA. They called it for Biden. 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 Well, obviously, if it's president-elect. Right. Well, I guess Trump could be president and president-elect. Right. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, uh, mm-hmm. so they had to get a key, which was hanging above the ring, attached yes. to a board that yes. looked like a, like a restroom gas station mm-hmm. key. Uh... To open the cage, the cage was in a match the following week on pay-per-view between the same two wrestlers, and the way you won the match was by getting out of the cage, therefore it gave that wrestler a tremendous advantage because they had the key to get out of the cage. This is dumb as fuck. Yeah. I don't know who thought of this, but this is stupid. And then the match just wasn't very good either. Right. Um... However, we're not here to talk about just this specific match. We're talking about Kurt Angle. Right. I don't think he's going to be top, top of the list the decade before, probably, mm-hmm. but not this one. This was the toward coming down of his career. Um, so, yeah, but he's, I mean, he's still going to be ahead of probably, oh, maybe not. I don't know. I'm surprised he's this high, to be honest, for this decade. Yeah. yeah. He might be ahead of Lashley, Mysterio. I don't know. I'll have to yeah. think about that one a little bit more. Yeah. What about your match, BJ? So, I watched... Kurt Angle take on Austin Aries for an impact. Um, this is an okay match. I mean, they got like 12 minutes. Okay. Um, you know, it was okay. But it ended on Austin Aries getting a roll-up, which was kind of stupid. But, um, no, I agree with you, though. Like, so every time when we do these lists, I search for so-and-so best matches. Right. That's exactly what I searched for. I had to go down probably 30 to 50 selection, like, search results before I found one match in this decade. Yeah, I had a hard time finding this match, too. There was matches out there, because I do the same, I search the same way you do, which is probably why we see each other's matches and shit. Um, And, yeah, I had to scroll quite a while to find one Everything was from the the odds, the yeah, and exactly. like that was his decade, right. so he's probably going to slide back some spots here. Yeah, but I, I don't agree. know if it's going to be last. I think he's better than a couple of these yeah. guys. Like I have Kane last on mine. He's yeah, he's better definitely better than Kane. I have Kane locked in. That's one right. of our dis- um, our only di- difference on the top ten. But yeah, I right don't now. like, and I mean, I have Brock Lesnar way back just because of his part time status. But I have a hard time putting him ahead of Brock Lesnar. Same, I really do too. And I have and Brock Ray Lesnar Mysterio further ahead, though. But yeah, yeah. I have. A, I, I don't know. I think I might put him ahead of Mysterio. That's yeah. about where I start to question is with Ray yeah. Mysterio. So I guess we shall see. We've got a few right. weeks before we've got to worry about all that shit, you know? Yeah. So, but I was, yeah. I was just like a whole month. Was your match at least good? Yeah, it was, it was a good, good match. match because the like, finish was stupid. Because, like, yeah, I've never... It's the first bad Kurt Angle match. <coughs> yeah. And you got to think, like... And part of it, too... 
you know, he had all those drug problems and right, and all the broken those necks and, and like yeah. all that stuff. I mean, like, there at the end of Raw, when he was the general manager, the dude couldn't even stand up straight because he seemed like he had been so fucked up from right. all the damage over the years. But yeah, join us next right. week, buds, as we move on to number twenty-eight, the Big Show, mm-hmm. and number twenty-eight, Cesaro. Yeah, it's the um, Big Show. Yeah, I'm excited for this next ten here that we're Big Show and Cesaro both are gonna be fun. Yeah. And I just watched Cesaro without realizing that he was next on the list. So that's kinda that'll be dope. I'll get to watch another good match Mm -hmm. of Cesaro's because they're all pretty good. Yeah. Wanna find the beach ball. That was fucking great. That was great. Yeah. That was good times. Tell us what Cesaro match you think we should watch or maybe even what Big Show match you think we should watch. You can hit us up at BudsWW on the Twitter or email to the Gmail the same. You can get me at D A R E L underscore G U N S. And you can get me at Beach two thousand four. That's B W J two double zero for four. Leave us a five star review, comments, like, share, subscribe. Right. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your dog. Tell your neighbors. Tell from a socially distanced mask wearing place. Spend some extra time with your pets this week, buds. Yeah. I do lost that. one and it hurt. So right. Love your pets because they're dope, and you're gonna miss them because I do. So, yeah. Yeah, way to bring us down. Yeah, that's what we do. (laughs) Yep, we bring you up the whole show and then leave. We're going to end it, bam, one more. Right, so. So you can find out next week. And until then, that's BJ over there. That's Daryl over there. Peace out, guys. See ya. Bye. Also, sorry if this is two episodes again. Is it? Oh, Jesus. Maybe. Maybe. Make sure that we make sound. Sound. I hear you. And it's recorded. Oh, fucking nice. I think we're good. Fucking nice. I think we're good, man. Oh, good in the hood. Yeah. Maybe. With the birds. With the birds. Yeah. <laughs> the birds, man. The birds. Birds are great. The birds are government drones just to watch it. No, those are giraffes, dude. Those are giraffes. Giraffes are government. I mean, birds might be too. I'm just saying. I know giraffes are. And they're trying to obviously. And they're working on all the bees. That's next. That sucks. They're gonna have the birds and the bees. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And that's how we get drone offspring. More giraffes. More giraffes. Great. The birds and the bees fuck make giraffes. Whenever you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh,